Oh, the banjo and the breaker and Henry Lawson Will Ogilvy and C.J. Dennis too Dorothea and Adam Lindsay Gordon Although you're gone, your words live on The sun won't set on you Now on Australia Overnight, it's Jim Haynes, Aussie words of wit and wisdom. Yes, indeed, it can only be Jim Haynes. Morning, Jim, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, Mike. And uh, you prompted this, you reminded me of this particular poem, or one of the two poems we're going to talk about tonight, Um, a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about people who had a vineyard but also ran a small mob of sheep. Yeah. And I suddenly remembered one of the funniest poems I know. It's by that great poet Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just find this particularly amusing. And I thought, well, give us a chance to talk about a couple of poems about shearing and sheep and talk about some of the terms and things that uh, used to go with the uh, the world of shearing when Australia was uh, rode on the on the sheep's back and our biggest export was wool so we dip into a bit of history and we're going to look at two poems one called Flash Jack from Gundagai and the other one called Ard Tack Ah, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I I really like the first one. It's it's kind of musical and uh, catches, you know, flashback, yes. That's right. And it is one of the great um, Australian bush songs. And I, I, for my sins, was in one of the uh, popular bush bands of the, uh, well, we formed in the 70s, but we, we actually got recorded uh, recording contracts in the in the eighties, and there was a huge boom in bush music, led mostly by the bushwhackers, yeah. um, who um, you know mates of mine, and I've written songs with uh, uh, with both of them actually, and performed with them. Um, but my band was called Bandy Bill and Co, and we it, the, the craze lasted uh, maybe for almost a decade, with bush dancing becoming very popular in country town halls and so on. Uh, and then it sort of faded away. But um, I, I love this poem because I actually lived out around some of the areas that uh, that this poem, uh, you know, mentions out on the Menindee. Oh yes, the big the big sheep runs were out, well. The one out there was called Kinchiga, which was enormous, and, and it's now a national park. Further east, where the land was a little more kind and fertile there was a very famous sheep runs they were called roto and so on when i was living on the darling the proportion of sheep per acre there they didn't have so many sheep per acre they had six acres per sheep oh yes i Uh, remember that measurement yes it's pretty rough country and and of course the sheep pretty much ruined the country because uh, that's why we we used to get all those dust storms because it was overgrazed. uh, They eat that grass right down to the ground, unlike supposedly the kangas who don't quite go that far. And not even cattle are that bad. No. Pretty no. cruel on the country, and then when it did come back, it was all salt bush, oh, yeah. uh, which some of the cattle and sheep learned to eat. But look, let's not be negative. Let's have a look at this first poem because it's got some great Aussie place names. Uh, I was just going to ask you uh, how Flash was. Flash Jack was he flasher than a rat with a gold tooth? 
<laughs> I'm sure. And there were lots of... Any kid who thought got a bit above himself in the bush was called Flash Jack. Yeah. Um, Banjo Patterson did a few reminiscences about kids who wanted to be jockeys and so on. He always called them Flash Jack. This bloke was a shearer and he'd sh- shorn at some of the big stations. I'm sure at Borough Bogey and I'm sure at Togan Main, sure at Big Willander and on the old Coleraine. But before the Sheeran was over, I wish myself back again, Sheeran for old Tom Patterson on the One Tree Plain, which obviously the One Tree Plain's uh, out near a town called Ivanhoe oh, yeah. um, in western New South Wales. And evidently old Tom Patterson was a pretty good bloke to shear for. The chorus is all among the wool, boys, all among the wool. Keep your blades full, boys, keep your blades full. I can do a respectable tally myself whenever I like to try. They know me around the country as Flashjack from Gundagai. Now, a respectable tally mm. was, you know, somewhere. If you could do 100 a day, that was pretty good, particularly depending on the kind of sheep. If they were great big weathers or rams, mm. uh, you know, they took a lot more shearing than lambs or ewes did usually. A respectable tally uh, would have been 100 or more. Jackie Howe, I think, managed somewhere near 300 as a record in a day. Um, but not everyone was Jackie Howe. Uh, and that comes into later on when we get to our second poem. Now, there's a bit of jargon here, which I would need to explain in the next verse. I've pinked them with the Wolseleys. Now, Wolseleys were the first electric shears. They were connected to an electric machine above the board, and you turned them on, and it was like a barber's, you know, clipping machine that was electrified. And... Um, Pinkdom meant that you could shear very close to the skin, hopefully without cutting, and the, the electric shears were very good at that. So I pinked them with the Wolseleys, and then he says, I pushed with Bebo's too. Now, Bebo's were the B-shaped handle of the clipping shears, the old-fashioned ones that weren't electrified. Shaved them in the grease, boys, with grass seed showing through, but never slummed me pen, me lads, whatever it might contain while shearing for old Tom Patterson on the One Tree Plain. Now, if you slummed your pen, it meant you shore the sheep very quickly and not very carefully. Possibly they were full of burrs and all sorts of other things. But if you were a sloppy shearer and didn't do a good job, you were accused of slumming your pen. Mm-hmm. And every, every shearer's tally, all the sheep he shore in one day, were pushed down a chute into a holding paddock and counted. So you knew how many sheep each individual shearer had shorn. So then it's the chorus again, all among the wool boys, all among the wool, keep your blades full, boys, keep your blades full, can do a respectable telling myself whenever I like to try. They know me around the country as Flash Jack from Gundagai. Now we come to the poem that really tickles my fancy and the anecdote that you told a couple of weeks ago about the bloke with the vineyard and a, and a small mob of sheep. Oh, yeah. And this, this is a shearer, and he's talking about getting ready for the shearing season. The poem is called Ard Tack. Now, hard tack simply means really difficult work. You know, I've done some pretty hard tack in my time. And he said he's rung a few sheds. Now, if you were the ringer of the shed, you were the leading shearer, and everyone tried to beat your tally. And at the end of the day, when the shearing was finished, they would ring a bell. And if you had shorn the most sheep, then you were the ringer. That comes into it. He's down around Yender. Now, for those people who don't know the River Arena, Yender is a town near Griffith. 
He says, waiting for the big sheds to start moving further out. In other words, the big sheds like Roto and on the Wankery Plain and so on, which had many, many thousands of sheep, would shear in turn, you know, so you go out and you'd work the big sheds. And he's waiting for that. He said, I had to change some words when we're going to listen to the way I put these together later on. But he said, I had some tongs hanging at me hip. And of course, they were his shears. So I, I think I changed that to shears. And he meets this cocky who says, I've got a mob of sheep. He's a, an Italian wine grower. and But he's got a mob of sheep. And his sheep is 200. Now, Jackie Howe could have shorn 200 before tea time. Mm, but yeah. uh, the joke in this poem is that it takes this bloke six weeks and he's not a bad shearer but something happens because the shearing shed is actually also where the casks of wine are stored yeah, yeah, yeah. and the guy who owns the, the, the mob of sheep which is 200 uh, gets very friendly with him he starts you know showing him all the different wine that he makes in the original poem, it was called Pinky. Pinky was the red wine that, that he was making, but I, I think I called it Vino in the final version. But anyway, uh, I'll just uh, run through it and then we can listen to how I put these two poems together with a, you know, a song and a, and a yarn. But the joke behind this, I'm a shearer, yes I am, and I sure am sheep and lamb from the Wimmera to the Darling Downs and back. And I wrung a shed or two where the fleece was tough as glue. Tell you where I struck the artist tack. I was down round Yenderway, killing time from day to day till the big shed started moving further out. When I struck a bloke be chance that I summed up in a glance as a cocky from a vineyard roundabout. Well, it seemed he picked me too. It wasn't hard to do. I had some shears hanging at the hip. I've got the mob, he said, a mob of 200 heads. I'll give a £10 note to get the clip. I said, right, I'll take the stand. It meant getting in the hand. And by nine o'clock, we'd rounded up the mob in a shed sunk in the ground, yeah, with wine casks all around. And that was where I started on me job. I goes easy for a bit while me hand was getting fit. And by dinner time, I'd done some half a score with the cocky picking up and handed me a cup of pinky of every sheep I saw. The cocky had to go away about the seventh day after showing me the kind of casks to use and then I'd do the picking up and manipulate the cup, strolling around them casks to pick and choose. Then I'd stagger to the pen, grab a sheep and start again with a noise between a hiccup and a sob. And sometimes I'd fall asleep with my arms around the sheep, worn and weary from my over-arduous job. And so six weeks went by, till one day with a sigh, I pushed the dear old cobbler through the door and gathered in the cocky's pain and staggered on me way from the hardest bloody shed I ever saw. <laughs> uh, and I should mention that Cobbler was always the last sheep to be shorn in the shed. Oh, yeah. It was usually the one that no shearer had chosen. It, in fact, it, it was a sheep that had been in, avoided for the whole of the shearing because it was the hardest sheep to shear. It was probably some horrible, you know, fly-blown thing with uh, burrs and so on. It was called the cobbler, which is rhyming slang because, well, sort of rhyming slang. Cobbler's last is the thing that cobbler puts the boots on. It's called a last. Yeah. So, of course, the cobbler was the last 
sheep in the shed. So, uh, look, our listeners may not find it as amusing as I do, but I just love that uh, that poem. The hardest shed he ever saw was shearing t- <laughs> 200 <laughs> sheep, and it took him six weeks. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I, I put the two together and, uh, and, and recorded it quite a few years ago. I shore at Burrabogie and I shore on Togan, Maine. I shore at Big Wallandra and out on the old Coleraine. Before the shearing was over, I wish I was back again. Shearing for old Tom Patterson on the one tree plain. All among the wool, boys, all among the wool. Keep your blades full, boys, keep your blades full. I can do a respectable tally myself whenever I like to try. They know me round the country as Flashjack from Gundagai. I'm a shearer, yes I am, and I sure am sheep and ram, from the Wimmera to the Darling Downs and back. And I rung a shed or two, where the fleece was tough as glue, but I'll tell you where I struck the hardest tack. I was down round Yenderway, killing time from day to day, till a big shed started moving further out. When I struck a bloke be chance, that I summed up in a glance, as a cocky from a vineyard roundabout. Well, it seems he picked me too. <laughs> Wasn't hard to do. I had a pair of shears hanging on me hip. Ah, I got the mob, he said. A small mob of 200 head. And I'd give a ten-pound note to get it a clip. I said, right, I'll take the stand. It meant getting in me hand. And by breakfast time, we'd rounded up the mob. In this shed, sunk in the ground, yeah, with wine casks all around. And that was where I started on me job. I went easy for a bit, while me hand was getting fit, and by dinner time I'd managed oh, half a score, with the cocky picking up, and then handing me a cup of vino after every sheep I shore. Well, he had to go away in about the seventh day after showing me the kind of casks to use. Then I'd do the picking up and manipulate the cup, strolling around them casks to pick and choose. Then I'd stagger to the pen, grab a sheep and start again with a noise between a hiccup and a sob. And sometimes I'd fall asleep with me arms around a sheep, tired and weary from me over-arduous job. And so six weeks went by till one day with a sigh I pushed the two hundreds out the door, gathered in the cocky's pay and staggered on me way from the hardest bloody shed I ever shore. Oh, I pinked them with the wool's leaves and I pushed with bebos too. I shaved them in the grease lads with grass seed showing through. But never slummed a pen, me boys, whatever it might contain. While shearing for old Tom Patterson on the one tree plain. All among the wool, boys, all among the wool. Keep your blades full, boys, keep your blades full. I can do a respectable tally myself whenever I like to try. They know me round the country as Flashjack from Gundagai. They know me round the country as Flashjack from Gundagai. Yes, well, there you go, Jim. Yes, well, it was a lot of fun doing that. And I, I guess it came out of my bush band days with Andy Bill and Co. And uh, I used to still do 
you know, when I had a solo career as a recording artist and mm. and uh, an Aussie humorist with a with a couple of silly hits like Cheryl Went Feral and Don't Call Wagga Wagga Wagga, uh, I I still enjoyed doing that because it gave me a chance to to sing a great song, Flashjack from Gun Guys, a really rousing sort of uh, shearing song, and yes. and also. Tell that wonderful story about uh, the poor bloke who had to drink a, a cup of <laughs> of red wine after every sheepy shore. But he struggled through. <laughs> Terrific. He made it. <laughs> I was just going to ask you before you go, you know you're talking about the Wolseleys and, yep. uh, you know, the Bebos. Mm-hmm. You know that story about John Henry, the steel-driving man, right, the American yes. folklore, and it signalled the... Machine age overtaking some of the things that uh, human beings could do. I seem to remember, I don't know if I imagined it, that there's actually a song like that. And uh, it's Ashira with Clippers versus Ashira with the Electrics. Ah, could be. Uh, do you remember the big war when the when the New Zealand shearers came over and used wider blades? I've heard about it. Yes, and the unions went off their brains. Yes, exactly. Because uh, you know they were shearing a lot more sheep and, and shearing them probably a little better too yeah. because they had a wider comb. But uh, yeah, so that's the story there. Jackie Howe actually set the record using. He didn't use electric shears to set the record. He, he, you know, I mean, apart from the fact that he gave his name to the famous blue singlet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The Jackie House. Yeah, yeah. uh, He he was, his story is incredible because he actually set a record that wasn't broken for something like 100 years, even with the electric. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, amazing story. Oh, it must have been such exhausting work. And, And, I mean, imagine the wear and tear and... Your arms and your hands and all that. Backbreaking because you, you're bending over the whole day. You've you got to lift the damn sheep. I can't yeah. bend over for five minutes without putting my back out. I know, I know. <laughs> amazing, amazing times. All right, Jim, thank you very much. My pleasure, thank you. There he was, entertainer, author and Australian historian Jim Haynes.